on In Radio, on YouTube, Omni Studio, and wherever you get your podcasts, I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. And this week, let's turn our eyes to this radio station. BBC Radio 2 is a station that confounds radio consultants. It has an annual programming budget of 53 million US dollars. Tune into the radio station at different times of day and you'll hear an upbeat breakfast show, a cosy morning music sequence and a news-based phone-in programme. There are music documentaries, there are folk shows, country music shows, big band shows, house music and religious programming. And then there's this... Hello again, Nigel Logden here with this week's edition of The Organist Entertains. And a very warm welcome to the programme. Good to have you with us, as always. And I hope you'll enjoy tonight's musical assortment with, on this occasion, not a pipe to be heard during the next half hour. It shouldn't work. Yet, the station's audience continues to grow. Its weekly audience is 15.1 million listeners. Its market share is 16.7%. It's a juggernaut of a radio station. I think it's the largest radio station in Europe. A programming budget of $53 million sounds a lot, mainly because, well, it is a lot. It spends another $16 million a year, by the way, on distribution and support. But it's a budget that's shrinking. In real terms, BBC Radio is having to tighten its belt. And with budget cuts, it seems, comes programming cuts. Some live overnight programming disappeared a few years ago. And at the end of this month, the BBC is axing the rest of its live overnight output. The best time of the day show from Radio 2, Graham says, concerning the Wirral for OMD and our virtual musical map, uh, my first trip to the Wirral was leaving Chester and travelling in my trusty Ford Anglia through the Wirral and into the Mersey Tunnel. En route to Southport and Morecambe to stay with a student friend in a run-down hotel, says Graham. You would say run-down, how run-down? The most run-down hotel I ever stayed in, well, in this country anyway, was um, near Stoke-on-Trent. The rooms had been divided with sort of rather makeshift partitions, so I actually shared half a window with the room next door. Not that you could see much out because it was so filthy. 900,000 people tune into Overnight Radio 2. They'll be left without any live programming, like Alex Lester there, between midnight and five in the morning. Instead, listeners will hear repeated programmes and some voice-tracked music shows running on an automation system that has more than its fair share of problems. You could argue that audiences who listen overnight might be rather more in need of human connection than those during the day. It's certainly the case that audience feedback for overnight shows is surprisingly high. The shift workers or the insomniacs are never shy about contacting their favourite radio station. Overnight radio is also a training ground for new broadcasters. There's nowhere better to learn your craft and appreciate what a difference you can make to your audience's lives. So it's disappointing to hear that BBC Radio 2, with its $53 million budget, is retreating from live overnight programming. A human connection is one of the main differences between real radio and a Spotify playlist, and it seems a shame to willfully destroy that. Music from this week's episode is from Lee Rosevear. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land and daily media news from media.info daily. And until next time, keep listening. Thank you.